Welcome to the long-awaited Booth Warmers episode. My name is Kevin. My name is Jay. And we have been on a long <laughs> vacation or PTO. PTO. <laughs> we went from a two-week two-week PTO to a two-month PTO. <laughs> and a vacation. And we didn't get paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> it was just TO. <laughs> and it's been a pretty crazy. Oh, the last time we had an episode, we were talking about free agency signing. And we were planning on recording to talk about, I guess, the predictions of the season. But we had some other things that got um, we had to prioritize. So we couldn't record. And I feel like this is actually better that we record it now because we can finally re- like react. Uh, I want to say react, but overreact in like, yeah. the funniest ways. Because we're like about well, five games into the season, four games into the season for some. And this would be the perfect time to record. Uh, but first off, how are you doing, Jay? I'm doing well, you know, just going off of work, having dinner late as usual. How about you, Kev? How's working from home life like? It, it sucks. I, I, I want to go back. <laughs> wink, wink. So I got I to gotta jinx it. I want to go back. For, for all I know, tomorrow <laughs> there's going to be a meeting that says, all right, it's time to go back. So I'm just played myself. Oh but uh, I've been all right. I'm just, it's going, you know, just uh, watching sports year round, mm-hmm. which is great, but which also sucks because I need to do something with my life instead of watching sports. <laughs> I need to stop revolving sports around my life. Uh, do you have any plans for Halloween? No, man. Besides working. Oh, not t- I count tomorrow as Halloween because it's like the Friday, but. Uh. No, no, no plans yet. I mean, I'm pretty sure someone's going to have something, but I'm probably not going. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to find a way to flake. Of course. That's my, that's my go-to. It's like, I just want to be invited so I can have the opportunity to flake official. Right. And I don't know if they're going to be listening to this, so that's good. <laughs> I, I So my mom's birthday is always on Halloween, and I've always been, like, conflicted because, like, should I go out? Or should I disrespect my mom and not celebrate her birthday with her? So I feel like for many years, I've never gone to like Halloween parties unless it fell like on the day or two before it. Because uh-huh. I was like, man, this is like a, this is like a test if my, if my mom is going to love me for a year. Oh I'm going to celebrate her birthday with her. But I'm pretty sure we're just going to stay home or not stay home, go out for dinner or lunch. Well, we don't really have anyone like young anymore that lives near us so we don't really celebrate halloween like we used to before everybody kind of like moved to different states but mm-hmm. it is what it is if basketball or sports are on and i'm pretty sure it is because i think it falls on a sunday yeah it's a win for me football and basketball that day do go. you have any halloween stories that you want to share that you can remember i can't think of one I really can't think of one right now, unless it was like from a Halloween party. But that should not be shared on the story. It's, uh, the it's not. It's not that type of podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Other than that, I don't. I can't really think of anything. How about you? Not really. I mean, I'm. I'm pretty sure I spent one of one of like high school Halloweens in like Sea Country, <laughs> just like oh, yeah. our friend. It's our friend's house. But basically, just like hanging out over there with them, and that's it. <laughs> so we can pretty much assume that we live very boring lives. 
me and you specifically. <laughs> it's, it's funny because like, us two from the us two from like the group friends really don't do anything. Like <laughs> me and you are like the two guys that like we have not done anything like cool like crazy or we don't have like crazy stories. We've just always been two dudes. <laughs> we just been, there's nothing there's nothing anything happen happening for us. <laughs> That's yeah. I don't know if that's good, good thing or a bad thing or a sad thing. <laughs> hey, I, I I'm grateful for everything and anything. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and that's why we have a podcast now to talk about it. <laughs> perfect, perfect thing to do for two homebodies that don't do <laughs> as much things. <laughs> All right, so let's get started with this discussion. Um. Before we address the elephant in the room, uh, let's go with like what we thought was gonna happen in the season. Like, who? Some some obvious things. So let's say like Lakers being four and zero or five and zero, or mm-hmm. this the Warriors potentially not being good. Like some obvious stuff. So do you have any predictions that you were convinced of and it's not happening right now? Not happening. Yeah. Mm, well, no. I think I I have something that's quite opposite. Like I have something that I was convinced of and actually make, came through, uh-huh. which is the Bulls doing well. You know, just like how their team is built. I knew that it was gonna be fun to watch. So, I think that's yeah. one thing that I thought that was gonna be true. But do you have anything off top right now? I thought the Wizards were going to be a lottery team. And, like, they would be, like, 0-5 right now. And yeah. are 4-1. And are playing really good basketball, really good ball movement. They all seem like they like each other, too. And my other prediction was that I was really convinced that Kyrie was going to get a vaccine. Like, I, was, I thought everybody was tripping. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, you guys are... You guys are comedy. There's like no way. Like there's just no way he's just not gonna get a shot. Like I know he's doing this for propaganda propaganda, propaganda. reasons yeah. for his agenda. And then he really <laughs> didn't get a shot. And I was just like, holy shit. Like and then we saw the reports of the Nets like saying, like, yeah, we're, we don't even we think he's a distraction. It's like, oh, this is getting really good. This is getting really good. And that yeah. was probably the two predictions I can think of that went completely wrong for me. Um <laughs> I would say a prediction that I guessed correctly. I was high on the Warriors. I knew that they were, they had a perfect, like not a perfect team, but a well-built team, and it shows right now. They're four and one. Mm-hmm. Potentially could be five and zero. Oh. And yeah, I think that's pretty much it that I can think of. Mm-hmm. Uh, was not expecting the Timberwolves to do good, and that's pretty much. It. Go back, going back to the Kyrie thing. I, I mean, we already know like how they are right now. Like they're pretty much playing the season without him, right? They're preparing to play the rest of the season without him. But do you think in the future, what he's doing this season will affect him at all? Whether it's signing with another team or him continuing his career with Brooklyn? I think it would get uh, affected eventually. Like it, it could be him always losing any negotiation tactic when it comes to contracts or just him ha- simply having no leverage because mm. it's just I, I, I respect I, I kind of respect it don't respect it but I see what he's trying to do and it's like everybody has their are entitled to their own opinion and 
Like, I'm still going to slander him, of course, but he, I'm not going to spend too much energy slandering him because that's his opinion. There's probably a lot of people that have that opinion, but they're not ultimately bad people. Like, they have good intentions, but it is what it is. I'm going to slander him on my own time, but I'm not going to slander him on this podcast. And I think that will eventually, that will actually affect him in the future. Do you think there's any player in the league right now or even that played in the past that could have convinced him to take the vaccine to play? Or do you think his belief and choice is just so high on his list? I don't, I don't think there's anybody in the world that can close his third eye. That guy's third eye is wide open. <laughs> I, God would literally have to come from the heavens above and tell him. And he still might even think of not doing it. Really, he's really, uh, I don't want to call it brainwashed, but he he has a firm belief in his views. So, But well, I, I can't think of anybody that would. In, in his mind, everybody else is brainwashed. So. <laughs> yeah, that guy, that guy is a really interesting guy. Uh, that's all I can say. He's a really interesting <laughs> guy. That's, well, I guess. AF. So any other, because like that's one thing that we didn't really think that would come into play this year, right? Like we didn't think that vaccine, this vaccine question would be a problem for the season. I mean, there's other players that had been, you know, outspoken about not getting the vaccine, that kind of controversial too. Like, um, I think you mentioned before to me, like D'Lo is one of the ones that are not, are, you know, um, Wiggins yeah. was very outspoken as well, talk, telling the media about Bradley how Bradley Beal, you know, your guy MPJ. Mm-hmm. So oh, that's, that's, that's not my guy. I actually don't like MPJ. <laughs> <laughs> I hate him. I, don't, I think he's overrated. Hate. Sorry, but hate is a strong a word. word. <laughs> not a fan of MPJ. Yeah. What messed it all up, though, is states having different mandates mm-hmm. and rules because it was really stupid because Kyrie couldn't play at home because he was unvaccinated, but Bradley Beal, as an away team, could come to Brooklyn and play. Yeah. And that just kind of was like, I think that's what was causing like a huge rift. So if anything, the NBA should have just straight up stepped up and stepped in and say, it's either this or that. Yeah. And they didn't but do that's... that. So now... It just all becomes a slippery slope with everything. But it's, it's not really winning for them, though, because if they step in, then, you know, one side or the other is going to claim, like, oh, you're taking our choice away. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's unfair that you're forcing us to do this. But yeah. with the state's, I guess, mandates and rulings, they can just blame it on them and not really, you know. Mm-hmm. The NBA. Yeah. I mean, the teams too. The teams have to say it to it because that's pretty much their employer, and you yeah. know, if they mandate and, it, and that's when it gets all tough because then you realize it's an organization and a business, and there's all these mm-hmm. damn human resource rules and what's it called? What, what was everybody like memeing HIPAA or whatever? I don't even know what it still means, but they <laughs> HIPAA, whatever that is, or, <laughs> uh, or for um, confident confidentiality. Yeah. Yeah, HIPAA, your medical records, whatever. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, just there's no winning in this. I'm just gonna slander who I want to slander and praise who I want to praise. <laughs> that reminds me, we have something to slander though in this podcast. <laughs> I'm not gonna say what yet. I'm gonna say it in like five seconds. But three, two, one. What are your opinions on our Lakers? Right now, it's not working. <laughs> it is not working. But um, honestly, at this point, at the time of this recording, um, with LeBron being out with an injury, I think it's helping Westbrook get you know used to the system, um, be comfortable with his teammates. So I think that's like a silver lining of LeBron being out right now, just so Westbrook can be himself and become more comfortable but then again when he does come back that's still some things that they need to work on and yeah. i feel like it's a long journey from now to to the way that they envision this team to be yeah and the thing too is that we have such an easy schedule and it looks so rough so rough we should be 0 5 we're one jamaran uh, free, free throw. throw and when even the spurs the spurs are one free throw away from making us 0 5 but mm-hmm. it's very frustrating like i try not to i try not to overreact and but and i try to holster my slander and mm-hmm. the hate that i have because i mean everybody knows all my friends know how i felt how that trade happened like i i was probably one or two I can only think of like five guys that were not hyped on that trade, that trade, um, but everybody else was. So now I get to push my agenda, which makes me happy <laughs> at the sake of my team losing. But um, yeah, it's like, it's really frustrating. There's like a lot of hype to it and how they perform. And you just think that like, oh, they're all veterans. Like they'll figure it out. And it just seems like they still can't fix the obvious like there's stuff that obviously needs to be fixed or stuff that obviously needs to be stopped and they keep running with it and it's just mm-hmm. so frustrating as a fan and it's like irritating because it's like well i'm just a fan i have nothing to say like i i literally ha- i can't say anything because i'm not right the head coach or the player <laughs> then you see like all these analysts analysts saying the same thing as us and you're just like like come on like come on are you serious? Like, if the analysts are saying the same thing, I'm not going cuckoo. Like, this is obviously <laughs> incorrect with their the stuff that they're doing. But um, I saw well how you began this discussion is that you gave like a praise towards it. Um, what's something that's negative that you see in this Lakers team? We don't have defense. We don't have not even stamina, but just we don't have the energy to play defense. It's what I'm seeing and, rebound. and rebounding. I mean, besides, I think AD's putting his like effort to like play defense, but he can only do so much. He can't guard yeah. the, all the tough guards out there. So having that problem that just gives him more work under the rim, you know, it's like yeah. Westbrook and Carmelo are getting burnt on pink and roll. Like, they don't. They can't even defend, or at least make it difficult for the other guard to make decisions. Like, 
either they sag or they switch, but it's there's there's no like there's no defense that's present that could stop them. Yeah, and a lot of people are also saying it's like, oh, I can't wait till like Ariza and THC come back. And I was like, this this is something they can't fix. Like, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. like Ariza and Taylor Horton Tucker, like THC wasn't even a good defender. So why are we even saying that this is gonna be fixed? And I've kind of like admitted, like I don't think this will, this defense will ever work. I'm just praying that the offense will just carry us. I mean, and there's a there's a chance that it could work. Like the offense can carry us at the end, just because we have that many players. But I guess the idea behind signing veteran players is having team defense. You know, mm-hmm. like we don't have the guards that we had before with Caruso and KCP yeah. that would like one and Schroeder like, too. Yeah, so like they're like one-on-one defensive players. I guess the mindset now that was switch is that they have to play team defense, which is a lot of rotation and help defense. Yeah. But with Carmelo out there sometimes, or even Westbrook, help defense is not yeah. available. Yeah, and I I kind of try to have to like back up a little bit because it's like there's literally twelve new guys. Mm-hmm. Like, you can not even say like I wouldn't even count Rondo and Dwight because Rondo and Dwight can technically still remember some of the plays, but NBA coaches change their stuff every year. Like there's no way that right. they're stagnant with it. So they're learning something new already. And I try I try to just like, hey, just chill out. It's it's five games and there's twelve new guys, but there really is like some stuff that's like so obvious that they're just not like the communications isn't there. Also, the lack, like, effort too. There's times where they're just like they know it's like they know what's going, what's gonna happen, or they know it's wrong, and they still continue to like do their bad habits. Mm-hmm. And I just wish that they stay more locked in because there was times where they're just not locked in. It's kind of sad. Like they just refuse to just turn it up or stay locked in, and they just get things like phase them easily. Whether it was like the Suns. Uh, I don't think there was really anything obvious against the Warriors. I thought they played really well against the Warriors. They just kind of messed up at the end. But like the Suns, they let the referees phase them. And the Grizzlies, they almost let John Moran just do whatever he wanted. Like there's just stuff. It's just like, come on, man. Like just lock in. And then I don't know. I, <laughs> there's there's really a lot to criticize about it. Um. Any Whether, positive things that you see, though? I mean, there has to be something, right? Oh, man. Man. Is that, is that hard to think about? <laughs> it, to me, it's really hard because the the things that are bad is, like, that it's completely outweighing the good. Like, I, I it's it's that bad to me in my how I see it, that there's just mm-hmm. so, the bad things are just so bad. I can't even praise what's actually good. And I would say the only things that I thought that were like really good was um, when AD is like on one, he's, well, he's like, it's so obvious. Like if AD's on one, that's good. LeBron, he still looks like he's not declined, but all of a sudden a nagging ankle injury is getting to him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Westbrook against the Spurs. That's the Westbrook that we need. But then, I don't know what he did or what happened. He just turned it off against the Thunder. 
Yeah. I don't really know what to like. I guess Austin Reeves. This is like that's not, like, <laughs> happy about like that's. I'm kind of. Uh, I would say Malik Monk is also really good. Like, he did miss like that air ball, but one of the things that I wanted to trade for really bad was Buddy Heald. But if uh, Malik Monk could put the same output that Buddy Heald potentially could have had, and he's only getting paid like 1.25 million, that will make me happy. So mm-hmm. if Malik Monk continues his trajectory of how good he's playing, although he kind of messed up at the last game, that would be a really positive that I like that I'm seeing right now that it looks optimistic. But other than that, there's nothing that really stands out in optimism for me. Same. I mean, besides all the name stars that are all in LA now, like that's the only thing is like, oh, you can get, it's like very superficial. You can get three superstars in one team and watch them. You know, it's like, I feel like that's the only thing. Or four, Chicago Mello. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like even two, it's like it's not really the superstars that are like I like I grew up watching them, but I wasn't really like a fan of them when I was younger. Like I had other people that I really liked compared to them. So that's why to me it's just like eh. Like it's cool, but it's not like oh my god, amazing type of thing. To, to you <laughs> is it like that or not really? Not really. I mean like there, I like Westbrook, honestly. Like, I like the way he plays, but I feel like he just doesn't. It's not what we needed, per se. Exactly. Like, it's great that we have him. Like, I'm sure that they'll find ways for him to contribute, and I'm sure like he's trying to win as well. So there's nothing against him. But I think I would rather have some other player that complement LeBron and AD better. Mm-hmm. That doesn't. Um, dominate the ball too much because yeah. LeBron's already ball dumb and, and then AD wants the ball more now so yeah. I just not enough I for me I think one thing that could be really fixed easily and it would make this team way better is just Westbrook and Anthony Davis just not taking those ill-advised shots like yeah. where momentum easily gets taken away because they shoot a shot like that like that's just so yeah. That's, I think, what annoys me the most. Like, it's it's times where, like, you you they're exposed in the paint and you can attack them with your strength. Right. And you choose not to. And then the thing that you do is completely brick a shot, one, and then you don't run back. Like, there are so many times where Russell Westbrook will shoot a three and the defender knows he's going to miss it. So once he shoots it, he just books it to the other end. And Westbrook is still holding his pose, like, bro. Yeah. Like, come <laughs> on. Like, that's what's like really irritating because I can get mad at the role players. I can get mad at Melo, but that's not their job to play defense. That's not right. their job to carry. But Westbrook and AD and LeBron, like, you guys have to compensate for your role players' errors. And, like, I don't care what they say. Like, that's why you three are together. That's why this mm-hmm. happened. You have to carry and you cannot. Your margin of error is so slim. And if you make an error, you have, we have every right to slander you because you guys are the superstar. A right. superstar is somebody who should almost have everything perfect from the offensive end, defensive end, whether it's playmaking. Like, it's almost perfect. That's why you are a superstar. And you not playing like a superstar or having tendencies that isn't superstar-like, you should get criticized. And that's right. how it should start from top to bottom. Like, 
I can't be getting mad at Melo for not playing defense. We know Melo can't play defense. We know that. <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to spend my time hating on Melo for airballing a three. That's not his job to mm-hmm. make a game-winning shot. And it's your job, Westbrook, to have hit that before Malik Monk and Melo are put in that situation. It's your job. Like, find a way. What, what I didn't understand about that, too, is like, before that three by Westbrook, like he was getting to the rim with ease, you know, like he could, like he was just running in and doing left hand layups back to back to back. And I'm surprised that he didn't just do that. And it's like, that's the thing. Like, I think the plays of the Lakers should be four, these four plays, right? 24 seconds, give Westbrook the ball, have him run from end to end and try to get a layup. Okay. Yeah. If that doesn't work, give it to Rondo and AD for a pick and roll. Yeah. And then after that, if that doesn't work, give it to LeBron. Let him figure it out. And if there's nothing, give it. Give four seconds to Melo and then let him shoot. It's simple as that. It's so annoying. And <laughs> I see how like AD like always wants it in the elbow or in the post. But what I'm noticing like how NBA like most NBA big men are doing it, where especially in these first five games, I've seen like a lot of centers are at the three point line, the top of the three point line. Like, I, uh, I saw Vucevic, Kat, uh, operate from the top of the three-point line compared to the post, and it just, it operates way better. And, like, when he's in the post, and then you just have four guys that are just standing there and nobody's cutting, it's way better to cut when you have, like, a big man at the three, and you take the big man out of the paint, and then you, mm-hmm. these guys can operate better. But, I don't know. That's just what I see. And maybe me and Vogel don't have the same. Obviously, he has better. He knows more than me, so I can't say much. But that's just something that I've noticed that also should be implemented more, especially with a team that lacks spacing. Like, take the Mm -hmm. big man out of there. Take him out of there. So there could be space. Like, how many of our guys can really shoot from the top of the key? Like, not many. We're all wing or corner shooters. So just let the big man operate from there. But I don't know. No, you don't know what you're no, talking no. about. Uh, I, I have to admit, I really don't know what I'm talking about. But there's stuff that like I can at least observe and give input on, which is that. If, if the Cavs can work three seven-footers in the lineup, Lakers should be able to figure out how to play the guys. That Cavs thing is really good. It's like, go ahead. It's impressive because all three guys, all three big men are complementary to each other. Like, whatever one lacks, there's one that's good at it. Mm-hmm. Like, defense, it's it's um, Jared Allen. If they need shooting, it's Laurie. If they need playmaking, it's Mobley. And then everything that they're weak in, one of them complements in it. So it's so it's super dope that. seeing it. At first, it looked like a meme and a joke at first. I was like, okay, this is actually getting somewhere. I, yeah. I like I'm this. like... That's a perfect two three defense right there. Yeah. <laughs> two guards and three big guys. Yeah. One last question for the Lakers so we can start talking about uh we can actually have more of a positive mindset when it comes to mm-hmm. basketball. Uh it's a simple one. Where are the Lakers finishing this year? Playoff ranking? Uh I think they'll be between four to six. Yeah. I don't think... They might even be flirting with seven or eight. Yeah. That's how bad it looks. I mean, that... 
I really don't care as long as they're all healthy at that time because, you know, that's always the, the thing that always pushes us back. But if, it doesn't matter where they are at this point. But, yeah, yeah I don't think they're going to get home court advantage the way they're playing. Yeah. And the way that other teams are playing, too, they look good. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say one more question. Who or what is a move do you expect the Lakers to make by trade deadline or buyout? Kevin Love. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> I think they're going to try to get all the veterans that they can because they're already all veterans over there. Even though it doesn't make sense, I feel like that's the move that they're going to do unless they're trying to blow it up like what LeBron did with his team. What was it, 2017, 2016? It's so hard to do too because you need a team to want these guys and there's not really a guy on these these teams that like people want other than THT. Exactly. Yeah. Um, for sure, I think by the deadline or the buyout time, we're cutting two or three guys. For cutting. Buyout or trades, yeah. Mm. And the three guys that I see them cutting is Bradley, Ellington, and DeAndre Jordan. We signed Ellington to start. Which you think sad. you think you think they'll they really like cut him? If Austin Reeves emerges into what he really is, like a defensive guy that can actually hit a few three pointers, you take mm-hmm. Austin Reeves over Wayne Ellington because Wayne Ellington, yeah, he could hit a few threes, but his defense is so abysmal compared to Austin Reeves, and you just yeah. have to just say, okay, sorry, Wayne, you're out of here. We we have this guy, and we can't like we need something else, and. That's the that's one of the first guys that are going up. And DeAndre because we we have Dwight. Yeah, and maybe they come to realize that like let's say if it's like a tweener guy that they decide to get who's like six eight six nine six ten, I I would assume that they would have to cut a big to get him. Hmm. Yeah. So maybe they can trade him. No, there's no way he's untradeable. <laughs> Well, his, the way he's playing is untradeable. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Is there anything else you want to talk about more with the Lakers? Or should we save it up for the next episode? Because I think there's there's no way we can dig out of this hole of negativity. Like, we're, we're, brain, so. we're, we're Kyrie'd right now by negativity. Right. Brain yeah. I don't, besides. Nothing, nothing else to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Besides the, them putting up numbers, I think that's pretty much yeah. the positive thing. But yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's it. let's talk about the rest of the NBA just because we need to show love to the rest and not make it seem like we're uh biased Laker fans. <laughs> uh, actually, I have one more topic before we talk about the rest of the NBA. Let's talk about the new rule that's happening, the what we call the James Harden rule. Right. How do you like it? I don't want to even say how do you dislike it because it seems like everybody loves it. So how much are you loving it right now? You're talking about the foul thing, right? Yeah. 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 I like it because I think it's an even playing field for everyone. But I think for Harden's sake, it's like, not just him. It's like him and Trey Young, too. You know, he's affected by this, too. But I think the two superstars, I think they're suffering more than other people because that's like their bread and butter. So it's like making 
them not as fun to watch because they can't score as easily. But I, I like it because it just brings back the competitiveness like on defensive side. Like you can actually try to defend them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, for me, I like it because I was tired of hearing that stupid narrative that people thought James Harden was a better scorer than Jordan, Kobe, and Dwayne Wade. So hmm. this is a F you to all of them that thought about that. Especially, I guess there were like those diehard James Harden stands and Rocket stands. So I'm glad that this is happening. Uh, but I'm kind of shocked that James Harden can't adjust to it. But first off, I think he's more, It's he's not struggling because of the foul. I think he's struggling more because of his health, as in mm-hmm. he's overweight, which is, right. I shouldn't be talking, like, disrespecting him like that because I'm overweight myself. But that's something that's I a lie. on his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think that's what's affecting him the most. And the thing with James Harden is he really only started trying to get, like, fouls in, like, probably maybe, like, 2016, 2017. But before mm-hmm. that, like, he was able to score in any way possible, like, fade away. He didn't have to rely on a step back. So I'm shocked that he just can't get past this rule. Not yet, maybe. I mean, it's only, what, five games in? Yeah. I think he probably didn't think that it was going to be this drastic of a change. So it's, like, it's it's now it's more like, oh, maybe he could have got, like, instead of ten calls, he would have gotten five or six. But now yeah. it seems like he's getting zero of it. Yeah. So I think that's a, a big change for him. And I I also have to say with like that too is that there's times where like I was seeing the clips it's like look at James Harden not get a foul there but it's like kind of obvious that he got fouled there like if he's if you see it he's actually getting fouled but they don't call it and people are just like saying like oh look at him not get his foul or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's the times where I kind of feel bad for him but I don't and why I don't feel bad for him is because I know he has that bag. Like, he has that skill to get past this easily. There's right. only a few guys that can really get past him. He's one of them, even though he was a foul beater before. I actually am more entertained that Chris Paul is not getting it because I hate Chris Paul. I actually hate Chris Paul more than James Harden. So that oh. you know, that puts more enjoyment to me, seeing Chris Paul not get those foul beating calls. <laughs> it was supposed to be a Laker, Kevin. What are you talking about? Nah, man. After... I don't know, man. What he did to us as a Clipper, he didn't have to. If he was supposed to be a Laker, he could have purposely sucked. But look what he did. Um, <laughs> uh, let's move on from this because then I feel we're like on the verge of just like spending fifteen yeah. minutes on it because I well, know we want to. Right. <laughs> if you did, you have one more question about it? No, ahead. I have another topic before we talk about um the the other teams in the NBA right now. Um, have have you looked at the NBA 75th anniversary list? Yes. Do you want to talk about that? Like, I was going to ask you, like, is there anyone on that list that you thought should have made it? Or is there anybody on the list that you thought got added that shouldn't have been added? If I remember how I felt about it, uh, let me, I'm just trying to Google it real fast just to make sure. Um, there's a few guys I think as this is going to sound messed up but anybody from like the 50s or 60s and 70s that is not named Jerry West (laughs) Jerry West, Elgin Baylor uh, Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell Mm -hmm. maybe John Havlicek I think maybe is George Mikan on there? I don't know if he is Yeah, George Mikan is on there George Mikan is on there 
anybody else that's not the uh not one of those names should not be on there okay i say that respectfully. <laughs> well, well besides that let's oh, go go ahead uh, the two guys that also should not be there to me, uh, AD and Dame. Oh, hate to say it, yeah. Those are two guys that should not be on there at this moment. Mm-hmm. The resume says otherwise, but right, I just have not. There's guys that can separate themselves easily because the resume one and two of what they did, just their mm-hmm. greatness throughout, and those two guys should not be on there. But uh, yeah. Do you have anybody that you thought should have made it? Dwight. Dwight's, uh, Dwight? uh, Dwight's yeah. peak was insane. Insane, yeah. Never seen anything like him. That was, like, very... He was very, like, Bill Russell-esque of, like, defensiveness. Like, mm-hmm. man. I agree. Straight up, like, it didn't matter what his offense was. His defense, like, dominated. Um, there was another guy that kind of got... I think Paul George should have made it. You think so? I would put I would put Paul George there in front of Dame and uh, Dame and AD. I hate <coughs> Paul. Well, I meme the shit out of Paul George, but what he has done from where he was drafted at and how he started—no mm-hmm. hype, nothing. He what he is it. now is just amazing. Yeah, he should make. It. I'm surprised he didn't say your guy Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Oh, he made it. Yeah, no, Chris Paul. I, I'll disrespect him any other day, but, but I will have enough respect to say, yeah, he's one of the. He's either one top five, top three, point maybe point guard, and he should make the seventy-five list. Mm, interesting. How about you? Same questions, but to you. Well, well, okay. So I'm not gonna talk about like the previous guy that's on there. So I'm just gonna focus on the people that got added to like the newer generation guys that got added the ones that i thought probably shouldn't have been added just yet is probably steve nash because mm-hmm. i i feel like he had what i mean he had a good run but i don't think he's up to par with the other guys over here i mean like you said like Chris Paul is probably arguably like one of the top three, top five point guards or guards <clears throat> that I ever played. I don't think it would put Nash up there. Yeah. And I think, um, well, I was looking at this list and then I was talking about like, why is um, Russell Westbrook, um, James Harden got added mm-hmm. and even Melo, even though they haven't won. But I think, it's because they won a lot of Olympic medals. So I think that probably is the reason. And just defending the fact, <clears throat> sorry. Defending the fact that AD, that's probably why the same reason that why he's in there because he won in the Olympics and also he just won a championship. So that's probably what they're thinking about. And what he does both sides of the court too. Yeah, so... But then at the same time, like I'm thinking, like he he's shown flashes, but I don't think he's been that dominant, like for a full even two seasons, just yeah. because of injury. Yeah. So that's kind of questionable to me too. But I don't think I have as of right now, I can't think of anybody that probably should have been added. Mm-hmm. Like I would 
maybe say like Derrick Rose, but then he only had like a good two year run. Yeah. Yeah. And then what I think that's pretty much it. Like you said, Paul George had a good run too. Yeah. All right. Let me let me uh manipulate this question a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Ten years from now, who are five active players from each position that will make it? So one or each should make it. Or yeah, five. So I play. Let's go ten. Let's go ten. Ten, two each, ten or now. whatever. Yeah. One each, so a point guard, and we can both go back and forth. But we'll just All make right. it quick, like. Okay, I've got Luca point guard. Luca point guard, yeah, that's just his trajectory <laughs> right now is insane. <laughs> it's just. I don't know what to say about it. Like, right. His trajectory is If he probably played another year, he probably would have been down here already. Yes. And All right, then, shooting guard. Uh, shooting guard. Edwards, I think, would be in there. Anthony Edwards? Yeah. I would go Clay Thompson before Anthony Edwards. So that's just because oh. it's Clay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, right. Clay is basically the 70, what do you call over the Yeah, year? 77. 77. So Clay. Yeah. Uh, right. small forward. You go first this time. If it's not Paul George, obviously, I will go with Tatum. Mm. That's a good one. Playoff yeah. every year. Really good numbers. Not really like any bad numbers. Like he's like terrible. He's right. always been over 15, maybe over 20, and he's been in the playoffs every year. You. Uh-huh. A small forward? Who else plays small forward? Who else plays small forward? Michael Porter Jr. He plays power forward. Okay. <laughs> I I pass. I mean, Paul George. <laughs> Paul George. Let's actually help you let, out. Let me, let's help you out. Let, let's. I don't want to look Jimmy at this play. No. If Jimmy Butler could play at this level until he's like 36, 37, he might have a good uh, resume on it. Right. Yeah, that's a good I'll, pick. I'll, yeah. Is George Gervin on here? Yeah. If he's on the 75th list, I think Jimmy Butler should be because Jimmy Butler is very George Gervin-esque. Well, it's actually, me. he's not. It's, he's not. Oh, it's not. He's okay. not in there. Yeah. Okay. But I thought Maybe we were talking about, like, so we're, we're going back and going back to the list where people didn't make it. Like, from like the nineties and two thousands. Yeah. Oh shit! All right, now we got to oh, think no, about no, this one. I'm going more. with current players. I'm going with current. Oh, players current players. Okay. Yeah, that's why I was I was I was comparing comparing Jimmy Butler because George Gervin. I would, off the top of my head, seems like a guy that's very Jimmy Butler like stats wise too. And if mm-hmm. he had made it, then Jimmy Butler should make it. All right. Yeah. So you, is did you figure one out or not yet? Nope. Okay, let's go power forward then. Who you got power forward? Triple J. Jared I'm high on Triple J. Yeah, I'm high on Triple J. Yeah. I if he wasn't considered a center because he's also PF and SF, uh-huh. and seeing how he's playing right now, I would go with either Evan Mobley one or Scotty Barnes. I'm really high on those two guys. Scotty Barnes at the. Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes, you guy. I got. That's all I gotta say. Those two, those two guys are really generational picks in this draft class. Just mm-hmm. perfect blend of offense and defense. That is very unique, very unique. 
Yeah, I didn't think Mobley was going to be that good. Yeah, very unique. Like, you can't... Like, I can understand Jalen Green. Like, yeah, he's really good in Cade, but, like, they don't have the measurements that Scotty and Evan Mobley can to make them a top 75 great player. Right. So, uh, center, I think this one's really easy. Who do you have? I was going to put Mobley in there. Jokic. Oh, really? I'm Jokic. Jokic. I was just, yeah, there's actually a lot. There's there's a lot of, like, if you really look at the list, I'm like, damn. Yeah. All right. So Jokic let's go back to. Jokic and Embiid, I think. Yeah. Jokic is Embiid. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to put Mobley at small forward position since we tr- struggled on that. <laughs> That's a good one, though. He's technically a small forward. <laughs> so <laughs> he really is one, so. All right, back yeah. to point guard. Back to point guard. Wait, did we not pick? I thought we picked one. I thought we were picking two each. Oh no, we're just going one each because it's gonna take forever. Ah. <laughs> well, That's well, a... just say, just say your point guard because I feel I feel bad because you had one in your. Head. No, it's fine. I don't yeah, care no. no more. I see we sound like a couple right now. No, go to the same man. Just pick. Lamelo Ball. <laughs> Lamelo. That's a good one. Trey Young. Mm-hmm. You want to go shooting guard again? Because okay, I think we missed go. one. Let's do it. Go. Booker. Devin Booker. Same page on that one. Okay. Another small forward. Shit. Pass. <laughs> I am going to go with Scotty. <gasps> <laughs> Demar? Uh, no? Damn. He's actually really close. Demar might be. He's like Demar and Jimmy Butler. It's like borderline right yeah dang those are the next premier small forwards huh because all the small forwards are already in the great small forwards are already in uh yeah in there yeah that's the only two i can think of there's no one that's really like popping because like the small forward it's so hard to become a like the number one option as a small forward now you're mostly a three and d guy yeah so it's either you're Forward, tall forward, or like a point guard, guard yeah. type of thing. So the small forward position is hard. Power forward, somebody that might get an honorable mention, maybe Blake Griffin. I can see that. That's his like longevity. Not like, bad. He's still able to be a role player till this day. He mm-hmm. could be up there. He could be up there. Center. Uh. Well, you where you said Jokic and Embiid. Okay, yeah. Okay, so that's our list. Pretty that's much. good. Yeah. Yeah. All right then. Well, <laughs> that was fun. That's All good. Right, so let's let's talk about the rest of the NBA since we were talking about the stuff that's pretty much obvious that are in the headlines currently in the past weeks. Uh, let's. I would say let's just go back and forth. Just things that excite you a lot about this NBA uh, season so far. Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls, yes. Great stuff. Chicago Bulls. Uh, shout out to Luxury Tax. Shout out to Lakers Luxury Tax for not paying, not wanting to pay Alex Caruso. Shout out to Genie Bus. Uh, Chicago Bulls, so fun to watch. Really fun. Um, I'm excited. Kind of makes me sad, but they're really fun because seeing how Lonzo and Caruso play together. And it's so funny because like, we just totally disregard like Lonzo and Cruz are doing so good, we kind of disregard Levine and Vooch, the two guys yeah. that were originally there. 
so that's hilarious about it um what else anything else about the bulls the Rosen, I mean, he's still underrated. <laughs> you didn't even mention the Rosen in that line, like you said, Levine. Which did you get? Yeah. And they have like, <laughs> and I was just talking to you, like, I really think this Patrick Williams guy is gonna be good. <laughs> he's like the number four pick last year, and he's just like yeah. the sixth guy. Yeah. Like they uh, have a complete team. Like they're a really tough, like small ball team, because they're like really good tough, defensively, yeah. offensively. They have a lot of firepower, so. Yeah. They can compete in the East. I think they even have a chance to compete with a full, healthy Brooklyn team. Yeah, well, I think so too. But I, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to bandwagon too hard. But yes, I agree with you. Uh, okay, uh, another one, Giannis. I like Giannis' confidence this year. Giannis is on another level. That's my Giannis. boy, man. That's my, that's my, that's my favorite player, man. Giannis yeah. just got that. Uh, I protected that man. All the playoffs. <laughs> I was everybody that was saying he had no bag. I was saying it does not matter that he has no bag. It does not matter. He is the god. He is the prince that was promised. I'm about to get emotional thinking about it. <laughs> now that he could shoot, he's a problem. He could, he, he has a. He should have ran for the damn grind and joined yeah. my Lakers. <laughs> Now he deserves those two back-to-back MVPs. He's showing it now. Giannis, man. Great guy. I love him. Uh, for another exciting thing, the emergence of John Morant. Everyone thought that like Zion was going to be that guy, and John Morant is coming to be that guy from that draft class. That phenomenal, what is it, fourth-year jump? No, third-year jump. Right. This is third-year jump. It's insane. My God. Do you think that draft class is going to get compared to Greg Oden and Kevin Durant. One and two. I pray. I pray. I pray. It does. <laughs> but Air Gumbo is looking a little bit thick with 20 seats. So, yeah. <laughs> That's all I can say. Because then now I'm going to start getting... You know me. I get too, I get too emotional <laughs> about listening to people. So, right, just keep right. it like that. Uh, let's see. What's... Another thing that excites me, OG Ananobi and Scotty Barnes. <laughs> to the Raptors, if, they, if Siakam plays the way he is, when how he was in that most improved year with these two guys that have like seven-plus wingspan and are all like six, eight, and above, with Fred VanVleet taking Kyle Lowry. Lowry's role like it's nothing. Like, so... But so I, I think... He was already ready for that too. Like he was, he was there. And it's so crazy because he was undrafted. He was undrafted too. Undrafted. Seeing how Fred, how Drake Jr. has become is amazing. Freddie I'm hyped on the, I'm, I'm hyped on the Raptors, man. I love them. Another thing that makes us hype. Your turn. The Hornets still. Hornets are fun to watch, from last year to this year. It's the same thing. <laughs> Yeah. Miles Bridges has been a fantasy MVP. So uh, whatever. He stole my pick. <laughs> he has been phenomenal. <laughs> and I'm so glad for him because a lot of people were like slandering him too. Like, it's like this guy can never develop a jump shot or he's just a dunker. And 
He really, I, I love seeing those guys that work hard on their game and prove other mm-hmm. people wrong. Like Lonzo last year, he's like, okay, you guys don't want to give me a max contract. Here it is. I'm going to prove a point and I'm balling out. And that's the same thing that's going on with Miles Bridges right now. He's going to get a fat contract and I'm, I'm hyped for him for that. He got so much confidence now. Like he's just yeah. shooting. It's not even touching the rim every time. It's like his three-point shots is almost like his dunks. It just goes straight down. And he like does like a push shot. It's not even like the nicest of forms. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Is it my turn to pick something that excites me? Yep. I would say Steph Curry going scorch earth without his running partner Clay Thompson. That's scary. That phenomenal, phenomenal thing to watch. And they're playing some beautiful basketball of just ball ha- like ball or playmaking all together. Um, random guy that I've been seeing, and it's like, man, this guy's really good. Bielitsa. Shout out to Bielitsa. Little Jokic or Little Jokic. He showed or, some flashes when he was yeah. in Sacramento, too. Yeah. I don't even know where he came before Sacramento. Uh, I have no idea. I just remember Sacramento. I just I remember. Him, uh, I call him uh, Kuya Jokic since he's older than him, but is like <laughs> kind yeah. of like him. It's like, damn. I remember when they first signed them, we were like, damn, how many shooters do they need? Yeah. They just finally shooters left and right, but he's like, it's, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, right. so he was on the Timberwolves for three years, 2015 to 2018. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't want to go anything negative about this, the rest of the pod or the episode, because it's just fun. We, we spent too much negative energy. Uh, <laughs> Another thing for you that excites you, Josh Giddy. Josh, Josh Giddy. Giddy. Josh Giddy. Is a, I like his game. It's. It's. I don't know. I think it's just there. Like the as a rookie, it seemed like he's playing with confidence out there. Mm-hmm. Like even though like he's not scoring as much as like other people. Like if you look at his box score, sometimes it's like eh, it's not like really impressive. But then. If you look at how he plays, the way like he just roams around and drops passes, like he could be like a decent point guard one yeah. of these days. Yeah. Something that excites me, other than Giddy too, because I really like Giddy. Is Scotty? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Giddy is really great. If you follow him on TikTok, he is his TikToks are so basic, but it's like one of the funniest things because he uses like the same sounds. And then uh-huh. he just captions it with something different. And it's just hilarious. And it kind of makes me laugh because, like, yeah, this guy is the generation of TikTok. Like, it's, it's totally fine for him to be on TikTok and post because he's that generation. And now it gives me, like, a damn midlife crisis. He's like, holy shit, we're that old. That this guy is way younger than my youngest brother and is now making millions of dollars. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's, I don't know. I was going to say he's, like, Juju, but he's actually playing well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another um, thing that excites, excites me today: Jalen Green and Jordan Clarkson, two Filipinos played off on one court. That was really dope to see. Um, I don't know what else to say. That's just, it's Filipino American month. Yeah, Filipino American Heritage Month. Yeah, so that was really fun to see. Um, I'm no, sorry, Miss. I think there's going to be way more Filipinos that become in the NBA, as wild as it sounds, because 
not only are one more people are uh, more multiracial, but just the influence of basketball yeah. our younger they, generation. So they they apparently make Filipinos taller nowadays. So yeah, <laughs> crazy. Um, random story, but my nephew he is three fourths African American and one fourth black. His or one fourth Filipino. <laughs> I already use a three fourths. Um, he is very long limbed and like we're thinking that he might be like a special athlete because then he's like running around and jumping around everywhere full of energy and it would be crazy that he becomes a guy like jordan clarkson so i'm just hoping that one of my the people that i share blood with becomes uh, a guy like jordan clarkson and jalen green can i have a vip tickets box, so. <laughs> box. sweets all right, let's. Should we, should we go? Do we have anything more good to say? I would say let's finish this off with one bad thing. Why are you gonna end it with a bad thing? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to or not? I mean, it would be pretty funny. It'd be pretty. Hey, okay, one bad thing. One bad thing. The huh. Suns are zero and two. No, this is no. I'm not going to this. I don't want to sign up the Suns. The Nets. Are just, no, I can't go with the Nets either. Damn it! All right, I'm gonna go back to the Suns. The Suns. Come on, go back. That's all I gotta say. The Suns are one and three. <laughs> uh, they're gonna push Booker to the Lakers soon. Oh, actually, one more, one more thing. Not the Suns. <laughs> I need Damian Lillard to run from the grind. There we go. Wow, you run off and come over here. <laughs> As long as he leaves the Trailblazers, I'm happy with it. Hmm. Maybe we'll trade Westbrook for him. It's possible. I, I did the calculations. <laughs> <laughs> they said what also makes sense is Ben Simmons to Westbrook and Kyrie trade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lines in when they lose on Friday. Oh, I'm not saying they're going to lose, but... They said when they lose <laughs> on Friday. <laughs> All right. All right. What There's the negative. <laughs> What's a, what's a negative thing? Shit. I don't want to say anything negative. I want to end this on the good notes for me. No, you got to. You can't nope. make me look bad. Nope. I got to do it today. There's only going to be one listener to this part of the podcast. They won't even know me being negative, <laughs> man. Come on. I'm just going to complain about my fantasy team in your league. I named it first team all injured, and half of my team is injured. They so nice. they all got out and questionable. <laughs> Yeah, that's just all bad. I don't like that team. I'm going to get a refund and call it a day. All right. One last question. What is guaranteed? Something that's spicy, but what is guaranteed that will happen this season? Miles Bridges, most improved player. No, really? that's not spicy. I don't think that's spicy. But I mean, mm, no. I don't know. Oh. I got one. Yeah. Go ahead. Washington Wizards are making it to the semifinals. Damn, that's bold. That's <laughs> that's hella bold. <laughs> that's. I was going to say just Giannis winning another MVP. Seeing how the Wizards are playing in the first five games, they look. <laughs> 
if Trez remember, if Trez when he was playing a six man of the year had got mm-hmm. him to the playoffs in the eight seed, I don't know, man. It's possible. It, it's I possible. think it's it's possible because the way that their team is set up right now, it's just like they got space. Exactly. Like then like they they're basically just free flowing, not like the last year. I mean, even though Westbrook played well for them, everyone was basically just waiting for him to like dish him the ball mm-hmm. or Bradley be able to shoot a shot. But now it's it seems like it's actually flowing. Yeah. So unless something happens to Beal, I think they can get to the semifinals. <laughs> Damn. It'll be a tough task, but that's that's bold. Like, That's a bold They're prediction. the fourth seed. They're the fourth seed right now, bro. And they're going against the five, six, seven, and eight, and nine, ten, or Heat, Cavaliers, Bucks, Atlanta, Sixers, Raptors, and maybe Nets. If they beat half of those teams, there's a chance. That's all I gotta say, man. It's especially, possible. especially in the East, you just never know. Like they might don't... be the they might be the Knicks of last year. Yeah. Like if they get into the right matchup, so the they have a chance. Like I love the Bulls and the I I feel like the Wizards can beat the Bulls and they can beat the Celtics. If they Damn, already that's... beat the Celtics, yeah. I was a big Wizards fan last and, year, and I think they're they a bigger the Wizards fan this year. And they beat the Hawks too. And I only want this to happen because I want my narrative to be pushed that we overpaid for Westbrook. Remember, and I was telling you, bro. Remember, I was saying is like. We did not have to give up all that stuff for Westbrook. Nope. You said that. Too bad nobody's listening at this point anymore. My agenda will be pushed. You got receipts for that? I actually don't, but everybody knows that I feel that way. (laughs) I'll I'll let them I'll let them come after me if it doesn't happen. Yep. Anything else? Is this how we end it? Yep, you hating Westbrook on the Lakers. That's where we're ending it. All right, so I actually have one more question because this is actually getting better <laughs> and better. So we plan on recording one, maybe next week, maybe in two weeks. Correct? Yeah, right. That's about right. Okay, so one week from now, what is that? Thursday. The Lakers have four games. They're currently two and three, so they're gonna have a total of nine games. By next week, what is their record? Total of nine games by next week? Yeah. Yeah. They're two and three. Mm-hmm. So they're playing four more, right? Yeah. Uh... As long as the total is to nine. <laughs> I think they're gonna be like four and five. I'm going four and five. All right, let's make it spicy. Right. Two and seven. Two and seven? Oh, you're insane. Three and six. Two weeks from now. So what is that? They're two and three. They have mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. Mm-hmm. Correct? Eight games. Mm-hmm. After they play the Cavaliers, the Rockets, the Rockets, the Thunder, mm-hmm. they play the Blazers, the Hornets, the Heat, and the Timberwolves. What are their record after two? Let's see. After. It's two, another eight games. Eight, so. 10, 12, 13. 11. Or 13 11, games. 13. 13 games. So what would their record have to be 13 games? Five and eight. I'm going with the same thing. 
<laughs> I really only think they can beat the Rockets two times, man. I was so scared, but I really feel like that's the only two teams that can beat. It was either that or they're going to split one and one, like both teams. And then, like, at the next four, after that, I think they were gonna they're gonna go one and three, yeah. just the way the other teams are playing. I I just don't think they can really play elite basketball, even though Not I yet. say Ariza and THT are a big factor. Yeah, but they can be that margin that splits them from playing average basketball to elite basketball. Mm-hmm. But so, it doesn't come overnight either, so yeah, they're gonna struggle. We have it's gonna be a long season. That's all I gotta say. So brace yourselves. There might, there's even a chance we might not make it. So there's even a chance that we might not have the same team after the break. And there's a chance that we can win a championship. That's what makes this NBA NBA so like spectacular. Like you don't, you just don't know. Like there's Mm -hmm. just teams that just flame out, and there's teams that pop off. And there's always that one team that randomly just balls out. Whether it was uh, the Knicks and the the Atlanta Hawks last year, we don't know. So yep, we don't know. Team. If that is always true, that there's always two teams that randomly balls out, that means there's two teams that are have to not ball out. So, mm-hmm. randomness and NBA. All right, last question, non NBA related. Who is winning the Super Bowl? I'm gonna go with the Rams. Rams in LA, hometown. It's gonna be um, hometown like the Bucks last year. Yeah. I think the Tampa Bay are going to repeat. I think the only thing that's holding them back is health. But when they're all healthy, like how they were last year, or like the Ooh. second half of last year and the playoffs, unbeatable. Did you watch the game today? I actually did not. I, I was too invested with basketball at the time, and I was at the gym, and I didn't really want to turn to football. It was, it's weird watching football without sound, so that's why I was like, yeah, it's kind of boring. So I went to basketball. Green Bay was uh, shorthanded, right? Yeah, I saw right? what happened at the end. Yeah. Kyler got hurt. All I got to say, bro, all I got to say is that the Saints beat the Packers. And the Packers beat the best team in the NFL. I don't know if True. you know about basic math, but <laughs> that means that the Saints also, are the best team. the Bucks are playing the Saints this week so if you think the Bucks are going to go to the Super Bowl they have to be your team and we beat them we yeah. yep exactly Revenge. we're the best team exactly. shout out to Jabu shout out to eating W's yeah and you got we your back, boy baby. Mark Ingram back we back trust look at the details Big trust. we are back we are here <laughs> and we're not making the points but <laughs> But we, it's going to be entertaining, so I'm hyped on that. And the NFL season has been very entertaining. So if anybody gets to this point of the podcast, we recommend watching the NFL this year. It's really good. A lot of even games, I would say. They're not really that – even games on TV. Right. Prime time. Upset. So, yeah, very entertaining. Things. Yeah, very unpredictable, but predictable at the I- same time. Basketball too is also entertaining too. Like don't don't get blinded by the Lakers sucking. There's so much talent in NBA. I would consider that we are in a golden age, other than what happened in like the nineties or eighties and nineties. Mm-hmm. I would say we're in the golden age right now. So if you have not been watching basketball this season, I highly recommend it. It's some really fun stuff. Um and then on top of that too, since we haven't recorded for so long, we missed the whole Dodger playoff run. 
So that's another thing to have you should have watched. <laughs> the thing though is, I, I gotta slander the Dodgers because I'm not slandering the Dodgers. I'm slandering Dave Roberts. He always a, he hell of a manager. He just galaxy brains too much things. And one thing he galaxy brained was thinking it was a good idea to put Urias on short rest in a relieving moment to go pitch in game two. And then he blew it. And then two days later, he's like, well, let's put Urias back in. And Urias got cloppered. So that dictated the whole series. And that was something that he overmanagement that backfired extremely bad. And he deserves to get criticized for that. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe he should get fired. Maybe he shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Just to me, in his tenure of being a Dodger manager, there's many times where he has made fatal mistakes that destroyed our team, and that's unacceptable to me. And that's all I have to say. <laughs> that's my agenda. That's for it. The that's Dodgers. all. <laughs> yeah. So I'm pretty sure you said that you have a friend that listens to the Dodgers. If he gets to or her, if he gets to this point. <laughs> That's all I have to say. And if she has, he or she has any questions, we can talk about it. Tell them to come to the pod. Tell them to throw us questions. We can answer the next episode for sure. <laughs> Sounds good. So yeah. watch all the LA teams. Yeah. <laughs> watch sports. <laughs> sports, it's the best time of the year when sports is happening. Go, don't go outside. We're still in a pandemic. No, Stay inside and watch sports. <laughs> be unproductive and watch yeah. sports in your couch have your emotions be dictated by sports like it does to me as my girlfriend and my therapist oh say my that should not be happening that oh sports my. dictates your emotions and this is got <laughs> real so quick yeah <laughs> alright anything any last words no okay. besides, besides don't go into much about sports because you're going to end okay. up having that's it yeah. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to this and being patient with us as we were gone for about two months. We will start doing this on a regular basis. Maybe there might be times where we do two times a week. Who knows? Maybe how we feel, but maybe we should just do it at the gym. (laughs) Exactly. But I've had a lot of fun just recording this already. (laughs) Any last words? No, that's it. That's it. All right, thank you for tuning in, guys. This is Booth Warmers Podcast. My name is Kevin. My name is Jay. Have a good night, and don't run from the grind unless your name is Damian Lillard. Same time. Good night. Good night. <laughs>